Hello and welcome to Notes on Vulnerability. This is a podcast all about resilience, courage and being human. I'm Alex and I'm a resilience coach. It's my job to break through the toxic ideas that tell us resilience requires gritted teeth and toughness and show you what really makes us adaptable, flexible, psychologically steady and committed to not giving up so that we can all be more resilient and use this powerful force, not just to survive, but also to thrive at life. How we approach being vulnerable is key to this, because vulnerability is the portal to connection, creativity, courage, and so many other good things. We need resilience to be vulnerable, and we need vulnerability to be resilient. This episode is about shame, and that might not sound like a particularly cheerful topic, but it is a really useful one. I wanted to talk about this because it's something we all experience, but it's also something that can go unnoticed in you until someone points you towards it. I'm a resilience coach and a lot of the work I do with clients is around shame because shame seriously undermines resilience and confidence and creativity and joy, pleasure, progress, productivity. Let's just say it is the one thing that will shut down all momentum states in you, i.e. those places where you are healing or growing. I would say that about half the people I work with are having intense feelings of shame that they are attributing to something else, such as guilt, or are just existing in every day because it feels like their normal state of being, and they haven't actually realised that it's shame. Why does this really matter? Well, because shame is utterly corrosive. It has zero value as an emotion. Other negative emotions can actually be useful signposts about what's going on inside of you, but not this one. And it leads humans to do some of the most painful and desperate things. I want more people to be aware of shame and crucially to know how to defeat it. A few housekeeping points about shame first of all. This is a very different feeling to guilt. When we experience guilt, it's focused on one thing that we've said or done. So a guilt narrative would sound like, I said something bad or I did something that's a problem. Shame, on the other hand, comes down to who you are. Because the shame narrative is, I am bad, I am the problem. Guilt can be a useful emotion because it's often pointing you in the direction of something that you could do differently next time. Shame, on the other hand, no redeeming features. If you feel it, then it's usually because something external, a person or a culture has made you feel shame. And usually you've been made to feel it so you can be manipulated. So it's not coming from your own internal value system. It's coming from external judgment. And it has nothing to offer you other than being a sign that there is some work to do around self-esteem and mindset. The second point I want to make here is that I've seen people referring to something that they call healthy shame. And I think this is very misguided. There is no such thing as healthy shame. I feel like anyone who could even use this term has never actually really understood shame and its impact on the mind and body. Importantly, when you drill down to what people actually mean when they say healthy shame... What they're talking about is guilt, so having a feeling that you've done or said something wrong. And as I've said, that can be useful, but I think we really need to use the right words here. It's dangerous to blur the line between guilt and shame in this way. They are not at all similar, and there is no aspect of feeling like you are a problem that is ever going to be healthy. So do you feel shame? As a coach, I have learned that most people will say no to this question, We seem to think that shame is something that other people feel or that's reserved for really extreme situations. It's almost like when shame is happening, the feeling is so intense and powerful and all-consuming that we can't see what it is or we don't want to acknowledge it because of what it says about us. It's like an invisible knife that we just leave sticking out of our ribs. 
We also don't often recognise when we're using it against other people, especially if we're really used to shaming ourselves. Unlike a knife, shame cuts really deep. But because we often don't identify what we're feeling as shame, we can't do anything about it. And that's when you can get really, really stuck in it. So I'd like to talk for a second about how shame can show up and where it comes from. It might feel like finding yourself repulsive when you look in the mirror or you look down at your body. It could be compulsively remembering something you said or did or the way others reacted and feeling that unbearable burning sensation in your chest. You might constantly feel like you're not good enough unless you're looking or behaving perfectly. And if you fall short of that, then all you hear is harsh self-criticism. Maybe shame shows up when you're looking at other people on social media or in real life and feeling like they're better than you. You're shaming yourself with negative comparison. Maybe someone else is telling you that you're not good enough, that you're not a real man or a real woman, that there is something wrong with you or that you're too much in some way. Because we have such low awareness of shame, we don't tend to realise when we are being shamed or shaming ourselves. This can be one of the reasons why progress feels really hard because this kind of shaming language doesn't work. It doesn't make you feel hopeful or productive or inspired. It just makes you feel bad about yourself. Or it makes you feel so angry that all you can do is see red. Or it just makes you completely shut down. And a really common response to shaming yourself or being shamed that you can actually look out for is that feeling of numbness, of shutting down, of just accepting what's being said to you and allowing it to make you feel really small. This is the freeze response in action and it is a prime example of why shame just doesn't work. It's not motivating, it's not encouraging, it doesn't help you do better, it just stops you in your tracks. Shame has become embedded in our culture through the media, religion, ideas of morals, through gender stereotypes, social conditioning and even training models in certain institutions as well as many, many other avenues. It's an incredibly powerful way of controlling people and it relies on us feeling the pressure to conform and fit in and it especially relies on us hiding how we feel. If you have ever had the feeling that you are unacceptable, an outsider, broken, different and if you are experiencing any feelings of self-hatred, self-criticism and wishing you could be or behave differently then shame is something to consider. Not something to consider in a let's add it to my list of problems kind of a way but something that can be changed to bring more freedom into your life and give you loads more options. Let me give you an example. I recently coached someone who was really struggling financially and the level of shame that created in them was huge. Anytime they thought about their lack of money, the impact on their family, what that said about them as a person, shame would rise up and that created a very physical response. Spikes of anxiety, short-temperedness with the people around them, obsessive thinking and a desperate need to disconnect from the painful feeling which for them was resulting in drinking a lot. With the shame so big and so present and given the reactions it was producing in them, there was no space for making sensible decisions or finding creative solutions because the shame was generating a huge amount of dysregulation that shut down access to this decision-making part of the brain. My client felt completely powerless, like a child, because this was essentially the part of them that was in control at that point. Shame does this to us. It sends our bodies into threat defence mode, fight or flight, which means you'll be unable to solve the problems that are causing the shame while you're deep in it. And it reduces you to your most helpless part. I work with this client on self-compassion and calming the nervous system, even though they had zero faith that this would make any difference, and I completely got that. 
I also worked with them on self-esteem and rediscovering their own power and assertiveness. What they were doing was waiting for things to improve financially before they would allow themselves to show up in the world as a credible, responsible, powerful human. It was like their financial status had to be right before they could be fully themselves. Basically, a big financial break was the only thing they believed would change their daily experience. But actually, a month after we started working together, nothing had changed for them financially, but everything had changed emotionally. The shame had reduced, and because that trigger wasn't there, they could be resourceful, practical, and start taking action to change things in that tiny bit of space that they'd created for themselves. And they did this, and it was that which eventually helped to change their financial reality. The big takeaway from that is how much shame lies. It whispers that you're powerless, that you're broken, that others will judge you, that change isn't possible, that you are not lovable, and even that you have no way out. It's a driving force in suicidal thinking, and it perpetuates cycles of addiction, violence, and crime. One study of recent prison leavers in the US, for example, found that those with high levels of shame were much more likely to repeat offend than those who felt guilt instead. So shame will lock you in a spiral with your worst and most unhealthy habits while telling you that that is the only way forward. But there is a way out. Shame cannot survive empathy and it cannot survive compassion. The minute you share your shame with someone and they say, oh, me too, or I'm so sorry, let me give you a hug, then it dissipates. It's also just as powerful, if not more so, to do this for yourself. Do you remember the Wizard of Oz film? Like the original How Oz is this big, scary wizard, you know, and they're all terrified of him because he's so loud and big. And then at the end, he's revealed to be a very small and rather unhappy man who's just been amplifying his voice to seem bigger and scarier than he is. That's kind of what shame is like. In your head, it's big and it's terrifying. But when you turn and face it or share it with someone you trust, the reality is that it's often much smaller and much less significant. So here are a few things that really matter if you feel like you might be struggling with shame. Learn to be self-compassionate. I mention this in every episode, but it really just is the most important thing. Lots of people think self-compassion is weak, but it's the strongest and the most powerful tool that you have as a human, mainly because it keeps you out of your fight or flight mode and able to keep functioning as a logical, productive person. Shame slows you down in life. It destroys motivation as well as resilience, and it stops you planning and reaching your goals. Self-compassion plays a big role in keeping you free of emotional dysregulation and on track for the life you want to lead. Another thing that matters when it comes to shame is that shame is a really physical thing. This is why one of the big solutions to shame is learning how to regulate your nervous system. I've noticed that most of my clients feel shame in their bodies first, and then they hear the shaming self-criticism in their heads. Because this is the way it seems to work, we often start by establishing a kit of self-soothing techniques for them that stop the nervous system from overreacting as a result of feeling shame. That can keep you out of a shame spiral and make space for more productive, enterprising thinking. I've had personal experiences with shame, which left me in a very difficult place. So I know what it feels like to hear the voice in your head telling you that you cannot share this with anyone because they will never love you again, or they'll never see you the same again, or they will judge you for being a faulty human being. And it's so hard to get out from underneath that narrative because it feels so true, especially if you're in a really dark time. If that's you right now, I'd really encourage you to reach out to someone that you trust and try sharing what is troubling you the most. 
If you don't have anyone safe around you, there are loads of professionals that you can put yourself in touch with or even just call a free support line like the Samaritans. I know that when you are feeling deep shame, just talking can feel like not a solution at all, but I promise you that it's worth doing. I think the other thing that's really worth mentioning is that so many people have been where you are. We have a lot of similar problems as human beings, and it can be incredibly heartening to reach out to other people, to share how you feel, and to realise that actually you are not alone with whatever you are feeling. We have far too much shame in our society and it's doing a lot of damage. If any of this episode has resonated with you, then I would really encourage you to look at where shame plays a role in your life. Don't let it continue pushing you in the wrong direction, governing how you treat other people or how you speak to yourself. It's a nasty, corrosive feeling, but ultimately it's a learned behaviour, so it's something that you don't need to continue doing. As I've said, shame is something I work with a lot as a resilience coach. There's a link in the show notes to this episode to book an intro call with me if you'd like to talk more about this particular topic. You can also come and find me on Instagram, Alex Resilience Coach, where I often talk about shame. If this episode has made you feel like shame is contributing to emotional and mental health challenges for you, reach out and seek help. Talk to someone you trust, professional or otherwise. Bring that shame into the light. You are allowed to be a human with flaws who has made mistakes and whatever your shame is telling you right now, you will feel better if you share. In the next episode, I will be looking at what really makes us feel confidence. Confidence is something which so many people seem to feel is a real mystery and it's actually not that complicated at all. You aren't born confident. It's not something that only some people have. It's literally the result of what you do every day and there are so many simple ways to start building up self-belief and confidence for yourself and we'll look at that in the next episode.